We Like Dota is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yield Raven, Ninja Skelt, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beandorp, Modster, Icebug, Spanguin, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Xynosin, Dolly Kauschef, Paul Turner, Jeffrey Peterson, Kruger, Edge, Javier Latuplay, Wisp, Zeke, and newest patron, Strawcap. Very nice. like Dota, episode 303 starts now. Hello and welcome to We Like Dota episode 303. I'm your host for today, A2K, and I'm joined by the one and only the beautiful Sam, the Plat Pirate Randall. How are you doing today? Hello, Arian. I'm doing well. Nice. How's to How's the kid? Kid's doing great. I have my in-laws here, which is nice. And uh, yeah, everything's good in the pirate on the pirate ship here. Very nice. Very nice. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I actually have a story. Tell uh, me. I won't tell. A story of uh, civil courage, basically. Oh! So, this Saturday, uh, I met a colleague uh, of mine late. Uh, and we he's from another place in Germany, and he was going to a concert in Berlin. So, we just hung out uh, late Saturday. We drank some beers uh, at a nice spot, like, right at the Spree River, which is, like, Berlin's main river, basically. And, you know, we sat on the bench, and then... I don't know, we sat there for one hour probably, and then some like sketchy looking dude uh, like laid down on the bench next to us uh, trying to sleep. I'm not sure if he was homeless or if he was just like a really sketch dude, but uh, kind of weird. He didn't like even do any- anything to us, so we, like he didn't bother, bother us at all. But then uh, I'm assuming she was like 16, like a 16-year-old-ish girl walked by the park benches. And I have never in my life uh, seen somebody jump up that quick, which was, like, super weird. So she, like, walked past the two benches where we were sitting at, and the sketchy-looking dude just jumped up and started following her. Oh, no. So that was really, really, really sketch. Um, so he, like, started walking right next to her and talking to her. So I told my my friend, he didn't even notice. So I told him, like, hey, we got to get up and uh, follow these guys, uh, see what's up. So we followed them for, like, a minute probably. And then he started getting, like, closer and closer. And we were about, like, 10, 15 meters behind them. So I started, like, screaming at him, like, hey, what's up? Uh, and then, you know, we started asking them, like, hey, uh, do you know each other? And then the girl said, like, no, we just, like, he literally just walked up to me and wanted, like, he wanted uh, to go with me to, like, under this bridge. Uh, so I told him to, like, get lost and mm-hmm. uh, use some pretty bad curse words at him. And he was like, nah, I'm not going. So we, like, started approaching him, you know, and we were two, so it wasn't really that scary. So we started approaching him menacingly, so he... Uh, thankfully ran off um and then you know the girl was apparently fine so we just sat back on the park bench and then like one hour later uh, she came back and thanked us for her help it was oh. pretty nice yeah well, but that was super fucking weird like i've never seen somebody jump up that quickly my god i'm sorry that uh that happened and i'm glad you prevented anything more serious from happening yeah i don't even want to imagine what would have happened 
if the girl wasn't as lucky as like us sitting there. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, super super weird. Be vigilant, guys. It's very. <laughs> that's my takeaway from this. Ugh, not not great. Yeah, not L- great. Left a very bad taste in my mouth for the whole evening, for sure. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sickos out there. All right, uh, let's get into some happier things. Let's get into the Dota feelings. How about that? How about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at it go. Oh, yeah. Sam, how was the week in Dota? Uh, I got to... And f- how did... Dude, don't ruin it. Oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was doing a, like, dramatic break, man. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Sam, Sam. How was your week in Dola? And how did it make you feel? I felt very cared for because I got to play one game and one game only. <laughs> I got mm-hmm. to play with you. Very cool. <laughs> yes. I remember. I remember. <laughs> we got to play with all the homies. We got to play with Uranium Heart, Nick. Got to play with Jim, and mm-hmm, we got nice, to play nice. with Bob, Titus Andromedon. It was great. Uh, the game itself was not cl- even close, but I had a lot of fun. Mm. So, <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed my week in Dota. So who did you play? I played the Omni Knight in the offlane. Me and Jim went up there. Jim was a position four Lena, and we were honestly big daddy lane, big big <laughs> dad energy, <laughs> and uh, that was the most enjoyable part of the game for me was laning. Uh, we were having a lot of fun up there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my game was kind of rough, to be honest. Like, yeah. I laned against this SF and I was doing really well because I was playing Draw Ranger, which also uh, I've been doing a lot of that uh, this week. And my lane was going really good, actually. And at minute eight, I had 2.4k net worth and this SF had 1.8k net worth. So considering how strong SF's lane normally is, that's like a substantial advantage. But then I choked super hard when I tried to kill him and he killed me instead with like Mm -hmm. 100 HP. And then, you know, I'm a draw ranger, so I can just, like, start jungling and playing passive. But this guy, with his one kill, just <laughs> went to the side lanes and just, like, mopped the floor with our entire team. Yeah. Like, I, I saw him, like, twice after that, after he killed me that one time. And then, because he had, like, six kills from the side lanes, he already had a shadow blade and, like, one hit me with his ultimate. Yeah, that, that felt pretty bad. Yeah, and... He did. He just did shadow fiend things, which was annoying. Our, um, I think our problem with our lineup was that we had zero reliable stuns outside yeah. of like we had like a lich channel, like a sinister <laughs> gaze, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely zero initiation as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no initiation because I picked Omni Knight, um, and we'll get into Omni Knight later as a hero. But really, you have to like kind of. The issue with Omni Knight is he doesn't just, like, fit into any draft. Like, he does some things really well, but 
you know, like any other Dota hero, like some things he just does not bring to the table <laughs> yeah, at all. Sure. Um, so stuns and initiation are not his thing. So yeah. yeah, stuns, initiation, damage, not really his thing for sure. No, I figured that you as a Drow Ranger and uh, Nick Uranium Heart as Anti-Mage would... Um, dish out the damage and i could just you know yeah i mean our potential damage was really good but especially in the early game i just felt so kited because we had no stuns right so <laughs> because drows are pretty slow hero like all they had to do is run from me and i never got to hit heroes right yeah um it was kind of a litany of errors on our side like yeah for sure no sentries in the early game really made my game really hard well and something else that happened was, like, Nick actually got farmed. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I think we actually did kind of succeed in that regard. But, um, like, me and me and Jim did so well in our lane that we actually forced them into a tri lane, um, mm. which was awesome. Except then we didn't really, like, punish the Doom for being alone. And, yeah. we, and we also didn't rotate... Uh, the lich up to like fight their tri lane so th that just like kind of started our first i think that was our first error and then our yeah. second error was then uh then shadow fiend just kind of got those early rotations exactly. and uh crushed us if you're playing against a tri lane as a dual lane you're always inherently in a pretty dangerous position uh and then when a fourth hero rotates, such as maybe an SF from the mid lane who just got a kill on his mid opponent, um, you're almost always out of position because you're already in a dangerous position. And then if it's four heroes, it's very hard to not just like feed two heroes in the lane that the SF is rotating in. Yeah. Um, and he also, uh, to, to the SF's credit, I think he probably did a decent job of like, okay, I'm just going to jungle and rotate until I get yeah, my Shadow yeah, Blade. For sure. And then I'm just gonna one hit. One hit. <laughs> one oh hit. man. <laughs> oh, so sad. despite the um, stompy nature of the game, I still had a ton of fun playing with. Yeah, me too. Years. We held on. We held on for a surprising <laughs> amount of time, to be honest. Honestly, that five stack that we played against was so tilting. The the specter, the enemy specter, kept doing the thing. Oh my god! Where he would like, what did he even do? He would like cast his old. Yeah, and he would just spam his uh, like where he takes over an illusion over and over again to annoy us. Because it makes that weird sound. Yeah, it's like <laughs> all over. <laughs> yeah, so that was um, that was pretty annoying. I kept tipping him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was honestly like without this SF, the other guys weren't really that good. I feel like like we killed them a lot, especially the Doom. So, if the SF wasn't owning that hard in that game, I think we had a decent shot. I think so too. I think also if we if I had picked uh, a different hero, well, I picked pretty early, but if. If I had picked, like, a more traditional initiator or something yeah. like that. If you had one stun, maybe we could have. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> one stun. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> How was the rest of your week in Dota? Uh, well, it's been similar to the game in that I played Drow, but thankfully it's not been similar uh, because I actually won most of my games this week. Oh, so very nice. I played a... I played because Nick... I didn't play f with Nick for, like, almost, like, three weeks or something. And then... 
I hit him up, we played a game, and he actually wanted to play ranked, which was super Ooh, no mutual. way. So we queued ranked, I went draw mid, and I doubled down, because I was laning against the Wind Ranger. And the, like, multi-shot arrows, they pierce evasion, which makes the oh, matchup kind of nice. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're not, like, classical attack projectiles, right? So they pierce evasion. Um, so, yeah, that game was super easy. I got the first blood in lane on the Wind Ranger because he choked his E. Uh-huh. Um, and then I just, like, started farming and taking over the game. Uh, I ended the game with Hurricane Pike Manta, which is, like, the cookie-cutter style thing that you go these days mm-hmm. uh, with Draw Ranger. But then in the end, I actually bought a Desolator just to <laughs> end the game quicker. That but yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot of Draw Ranger. The hero feels pretty strong right now, in my opinion. Like, the multiplier on her multi-shot, it's 160% uh, bonus, which means it's like 260% of your normal hit damage. Mm-hmm. And then also, the slow is pretty serious, and it's very nice for farming. So I feel like, up until now, uh, I kind of underestimated the new multi-shot skill, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so yeah, and the new build, where you just go Manta, uh, Pike, also seems it's it's not really like you don't really spec into one specific thing but it's like a nice generalist build you have a bit of escape you have a purge you're pretty fast but you also do a serious amount of damage because on draw because her like inherent ulti and q give a lot of damage right um you don't need to build that much damage uh, on the hero additionally yeah i mean generally well i I, I don't know too much about Drow, especially since the changes, but, you know, traditionally you would build stats. Yeah. Yeah. I think that still holds uh, true. Also, actually, I made some good profit this week. Profit? So, you know the, like, immortal bow for Drow that looks like a tree branch, basically, that <laughs> yeah. looks really nice? <laughs> yeah, you told me it's about It's from this. last year. So, when I rolled that, I sold it for, like, 25 bucks. And then this week, I checked on the workshop and it only cost three bucks. So, I made 22 bucks profit. That's pretty, that's pretty nice. A tidy bit of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, buy high, sell low, or the other way around. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> buy low, sell high. <laughs> that's right. Very sure. cool. All right. Uh, you want to get into the news? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. The big item on the news, of course, is the ongoing uh, Omega League. Uh, which yesterday almost finished at group stage uh, if it weren't for some uh, very, very hard technical difficulties. Um, So what happened yesterday, there was a decider match between Team Liquid and Five Men, which is the Misery stack. Um, And they actually remade the game three times because it kept crashing. Uh, The lobby kept crashing at like 15 minutes. And then they just decided after the third attempt to reschedule it to tomorrow, which is Tuesday at 11 a.m. But imagine you're a liquid player or a five-man player, and you're literally in your your elimination game to make it to playoffs in probably the biggest tournament of the year. Uh, And then three times after 15 minutes, the lobby just crashes after you already, like, showed all your drafts and stuff. That's got to be so tilting for them. Yeah, honestly, uh, pretty rough. Yeah, it's also like a super bad look, not necessarily for replay, because from what I've understand, understood, it's just like a lobby bug uh, that comes from Valve, not from them. But it's a super bad look for Valve, and it's very bad for competitive integrity. Right. Because 
there's a lot of metagaming that goes on in drafts and showing three drafts and then not getting anything out of it is really, really, really bad. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. Sorry. Especially in the first game, Liquid had a like 3k advantage, which is not like uh, it means you instantly won, but it's something. And then just like, oh, you got to go again. It's kind of leaves a very bad aftertaste probably on those teams mouth. Yeah. I mean, aside, you know, I mean, I think you made a good point about like, you know, showing drafts and like the metagame is, is a real thing. And, you know, kind of just even more, a kind of more simple, straightforward thing is just like, you know, for just for the quality of like, you know, turning on the game and watching it, like you should, there should not be any doubt like, Hey, we're going to play this game and there's not going to be an issue with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, of course stuff happens, but like three times in a row, it's, really rough for the production it's really rough for everybody it's rough for the players and it's rough for the yeah, it's like a, for the viewers it's a clown fest like yeah. one thing is already kind of yikes but three times just makes the yeah like it makes it look like a joke basically right um yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah well apart from that you know best of luck to team liquid uh, and five men to go into the lower bracket to face Virtus pro the for sure the standout team uh, at least in this group stage has been team secret um they're the only team who haven't lost a uh, series yet they only lost one game against team liquid actually but besides that they've been pretty much flawless and just stomping everybody like they've been the like past three or four months i feel like yeah let me just do a quick uh, synopsis and jump in at any time if I'm getting any of this wrong. Um, so Ninjas and Pajamas and Navi are going... They didn't make the playoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, does that mean that they're going to be relegated? Yeah, they're going to Divine Division. Okay. Uh, from what I understand. So they're going directly to the Divine Division playoffs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're going to the upper bracket playoffs of the Divine Division, and then there's this play-in stage uh, where the fourth and fifth seed uh, group teams uh, battle each other for a place in the Immortal Division playoffs, which is the higher one, and then the teams that lose those games, which is Fly to Moon and then either Team Liquid or Five Men, depending on what happens tomorrow, um, they then one goes into the lower bracket of the Immortal Division, the other goes into the upper bracket of the Divine Division. Uh, so for listeners who maybe aren't as so the divine division is the lo- one lower, um, all the big boys and girls are in the immortal division. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so upcoming here will be the playoffs for this upper tier, which should be really hype. Yeah, there's a lot of hype matchups, especially in the upper bracket. Uh, Team Nigma against OG should be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Team Nigma right now, they're missing their captain. Uh, he's been missing action for two tournaments now because he has a hand injury, a chronic one, I believe. Mm. Um, so, But they're still doing super well. They stood in with their coach, uh, RMN, for Kuro, and they actually won the last tournament they played. They won the OJ Dota Pit. Uh, and now, I mean, Secret wasn't in that one, so who knows if they would have won it if Secret was in there. But even here, they had a they had a decently strong group. I would say with Secret and OJ and Group B, Group B is definitely the stronger group of the two. But still, there's like Group A is no pushover, and Team Nigma looked really good in Group A and even won it. The only team that they lost against was EG, which was actually pretty surprising. 
<laughs> I'll just let that shade uh, go <laughs> un- unannounced because I think EG has actually looked good as well. Uh, I think with their... So Abed has been uh, not able to make it. Uh, GPK is the stand-in playing mid. Stand-in, yeah. Um, and... Looking really honestly, he. I mean, I I think the games I've watched of them, they've looked strong. They went three and two, uh, in the group stage, finishing second. Uh, I don't know. I I think they've looked strong, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think they look strong. But for example, in this upper bracket round one, their first matchup is against Secret. So yeah, I don't know, man. This I feel like this is gonna be a quick tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not favored for sure, but uh, this is very typical right just go to the lower bracket and you know whatever we'll see also shout out to viking.gg yeah yeah viking our boy the vegan god gamer (laughs) salary he did it again he's showing all these like really good teams uh he's showing them how to play dota with like a still pretty unknown stack it's very impressive shad (laughs) (laughs) Aramis, yeah, um, yeah, they're do- they're doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, if they play Team Nigma, I'd probably still root for Viking or Really, really dear to my heart. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for underdogs. You know that. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So they're so nice. Like they're so they always <laughs> good banter, and it's also really funny seeing like a orc that like almost nobody knows still uh like just beating team secret that one time and stuff like that <laughs> it's cool to see i'm still rooting for alliance uh nico baby and such yeah yeah um yeah, yeah. they've not been looking that great in their group but at least they uh, beat flight to moon so they made the playoffs no yeah th- they um i watched their the both their games against evil geniuses and it was just like two games in a row of the same thing happening. It was EG with RTZ on Arc Warden and then Alliance with Nico Baby on Sven. And yeah. in theory, I you know, I'm like, okay, like, you know, Sven with Ags can jump into the bubble. That sounds kinda good. And then he just gets kited and <laughs> they lose. Like uh, they win like the first forty minutes while RTZ farms you know, Arteezy inevitably <laughs> gets his farm, turns into yeah. essentially a mini terror blade, and th- then the game just ends. Um, sure. Yeah, but then other times, you know, EG like he sometimes he just dies, and yeah. <laughs> the game is over that way. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I'm just noticing this now. There's two standards from Team Gambit in here, and there's also two standards from mm. Team Spirit. Very balanced. CIS teams, apparently the stand-in teams. Well, I don't know who to root for. In the lower bracket round run, it's Viking versus Alliance right away, which is like... I mean, I'm I'm sorry. As much as I like Nico Baby, I'm rooting for Viking.gg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Right. Who, I, who do you happens. think is... Uh, favored in that one um i think if i have to be honest to my heart i think it's alliance because they're used to playing under a lot of pressure uh mm. which viking.gg doesn't have as much like tournament experience yet but 
I think Viking.gg, you know, sometimes they have some really weird stuff that they just go off. I really like when they pick anti-mage. I feel like that's really strong. Yeah, I was going to ask if they had, like, a certain style that they like. I feel like, right, I think they actually should pick anti-mage. Because right now, it feels like in a lot of these games, the stress is going to alliance, uh, is, like, getting to alliance. Mm. So... Having that anti-mage where it's like it basically puts the onus on the other team to like win in this amount of time or they like auto lose basically. Uh, it's a lot of extra stress, which could break the lines. Yeah, it's hard to it's always hard playing against a timer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm not sure what the uh, there aren't like quick things in my mind. That's like, oh, yeah, just pick this hero when you see anti-mage and you'll win the late game. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what that is. Yeah, it should be a good well, one. The last matchup we haven't talked about, and I think this one's actually the most even out of all of these, mm. uh, Team Nygma versus OG. Who do you think's got that? Oh. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, it's going to be a great one. Uh, who would I pick there? Uh, I'll, I'll pick OG just so Ruby doesn't flame me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a Nygma fan, but I'd have to agree because historically, Team Nygma has been matching up pretty bad against OG. Nygma look really strong, though. Honestly, they they've been it's playing really, really well. So we'll we'll yeah, see. Yeah. We'll see. I I I don't think. I mean, I'll I'd be curious to see what the betting odds are, but they should be very even when when the yeah games yeah happen. even either way. But I think slight edge to OG. Because historically, it feels like OG kind of got Nygma's number in a lot of these games. But then again, it's a it's a different squad than different what squad. they usually play against. Different so squad, different squad, but different patch. Who knows? You know we'll the Armin magic man. Yes, yeah, make it happen. See, <laughs> um, cool. What else do we want to talk about with this? Uh, I think we're done with the Omega League. All uh, right, sure. Uh, let's get into the hero of the week. Yeah. You're tougher than I thought. Come along. Feeding time. Have a cookie. Meepo. More meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Hero of the week for this week is Omni Knight. The what's his name, Sam? You're the lawmaster here. Purest Thunderwrath, the Omni Knight. Wait, wait. His first name is Purist? His first name is Purist. His last oh. name is Thunderwrath. <laughs> I mean, the last name is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, his lore <laughs> is that he was a deeply committed knight. Like, believed very very strongly in uh this this deity called the omni not the omniscience uh, right thank you the omniscience um the all-seeing one and so you know he 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 crusaded for years and years and years with all these various knights and squires and um over time he became a little jaded folks folks his mm. friends and folks kept dying and um f- so finally he was like i'm having a crisis of faith and he parted ways with the army and he went back to the caves where the priests 
uh, gather. And no knight had ever questioned these priests before. And basically the priests were like, oh no, you're not going to question us. We're going to throw you into the pit of sacrifice. Oh no. But purist Thunderwrath had other ideas. He was like, no, come at me, bro. And he began to bl- glow with a holy light. And they saw that the, that, uh, the all-seeing one had chosen to reveal itself to him. So then the elders are like, oh, okay, my bad, my bad. And they lead him down on a journey of weeks into the deepest chamber of the holiest of holy places. And, um... And there he he meets the all-seeing one. And, so uh, he met God. Yeah. Well, he met something claiming to be God, which is the mm. interesting part of the lore for me, is that like he goes down, he meets the all-seeing one. Um, the all-seeing one like reveals, you know, these truths to him, reveals, you know, claims that the all-seeing one has created this world. And... Um, but the lore says, perhaps this deity is a liar. We don't know. <laughs> we honestly don't know. But Very interesting. But Omni Knight will never question his faith again. So I think it's, a, it's a fun lore. There. That's good lore. I mean, I think he's probably getting baited, right? Because I think we know from the lore that like Weaver and his like family created the world, right? Well, that's the weird thing with lore, right? <laughs> Is that like there are like all these different worlds, like did de- Yeah, there's some other worlds actually. Like there are probably different deities, like this is maybe a deity, like I don't know. So a cool lore. Like so yeah. he basically was like a rel- religious zealot and he killed a lot of innocent people in the name of his god. Mm-hmm. And then maybe his god is a liar, but maybe not. Yeah. Some right. doubt. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very cool, very cool. So, All right, um, so what abilities can this religious zealot uh, who killed innocent well, people uh, <laughs> use in his quest for quest be, for purists? So, so he, uh, he has gotten some very glorious powers imbued to him mm. by the all-seeing one. So first ability, his Q, is called Purification. It heals a friendly unit and damages all nearby enemy units uh this does pure damage uh and the damage radius is the same uh or sorry it's not the same it's 260 it remains the same at all levels uh there used to be a talent that increased uh that range but uh, they don't have that anymore um so yeah, it's on a 18, 16, 14, 12 second cooldown. Uh, there's a talent you can take to make that cooldown shorter. It goes down to 10 seconds. Um, mm. And the mana cost increases uh, every level. Very nice, very nice. Good ability. Um, I remember this is like completely unrelated, but when I started playing Dota, mm-hmm. um, I played with two friends of mine. And one of my friends, I used to get really mad at him because <laughs> he always picked Omni Knight and then he kills. He played support, but he stole all the kills. <laughs> and then he was like, bro, I'm just healing, my bad. <laughs> yeah, but he knew what he was doing. Amazing. I will say uh, in terms of Omni Knight and the way he feels right now, because I've been playing a good amount of him, 
this cooldown actually feels long when you're playing. Um, yeah. Because you you just want to be casting this all the time. And this is what makes the hero not broken, right? Um, but it does feel long. Like, in yeah, fights, sure. um, obviously you can get more than one off in a fight, but it is... It is on the longer side, even though it's even though ten seconds sounds short. Uh, yeah. W, this is an interesting one. It has been changed. It, this used to just give straight spell immunity, just a, a BKB. Um, that was more during the time in Dota when like there were more ways to remove uh, buffs. Like yeah. A lot of a lot more purges. Diffusal blade used to purge stuff like that. Exactly. So it's called Heavenly Grace. Uh, it creates a divine barrier around an ally, which grants them increased status resistance, strength, and health regen. Um, mm. The strength bonus is uh, seven up to twenty-eight at level four. It's a flat fifty percent status resist bonus. And uh, the health regen goes from 8 to 20. Uh, there's a, a talent that can get you up to 30 at level 4. Um, mm. The duration is 12. And the cooldown at level 4 is 14. Uh, or you can get a talent that uh, decreases that cooldown to 11 seconds. Uh, so so 100% uptime almost. Yeah, and it, it and twelve second duration is is quite long. The most important thing about this right now, or not the most, but an important thing, is that this is a strong dispel. Hmm. So it uh, takes off stuns. Yeah, it takes off stuns. Takes off like bat lasso, um, similar to Omni Knight's uh, aphotic shield in that regard. Um, there are only like a couple strong dispels. It's like that one. It, it, sorry, this one, uh, Abaddon, and then... Uh, Legion Commander. Legion Commander, yeah. Um, yeah, what do you think about this one? Uh, I mean, I think the strength seems... I mean, the status resistance has been there for a long time, and it's, like, to make up for the loss of... Uh, mm-hmm. Like, the loss of magic immunity. But 28 bonus strength is a lot these days. Like, that's a non-insignificant amount of strength, especially on strength heroes who also can use the 28 damage from that. Seems really strong. And then, of course, HP original. Of course, I think still, like, just getting flat-out magic immunity uh, is way stronger, but it's different and slightly weaker, but still a pretty good skill. Yeah, I think this pairs really well with, like you said, with strength heroes. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it just gives them like a bunch more health and uh, attack. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Also, make sure they can like because strength heroes most of the time the initiators want to be in your face, and if you can't really stun them because of the status resistance, uh, they can be in your face for a lot more. Yeah, that, and we'll get into this maybe after the abilities, but um, it it is very cool if. Omni Knight is not the initiator and your initiator is a strength core, then you can like sit back and make sure that their initiation is a good one. For sure, for sure. Um, E is a passive. It's called Degen Aura. Uh, It greatly degenerates the movement. Man, that's 
Go ahead. That's so convoluted, dude. Like, instead of just, like, slows enemies, greatly degenerates <laughs> the movement capabilities. Like, yeah, oh, God. Come on, man. <laughs> Who talks like this? Uh, yeah, so it's a slow for enemies uh, within a 375 radius of Omni Knight, which is not very big. Um, it goes from 10% up to 34%. That's pretty good. And you can get a talent that makes it 25% up to 49%. Oh, my God. Um, which is a, that's the level 20 one. Um, the issue is that on the other side of the 15% is the three, minus three-second Heavenly Grace cooldown. Yeah. So, you know. This um, is the difference between core and... Uh, support omni knight basically because on core omni knight the minus 15 degen aura seems really good actually yeah if you're tanky enough to make this worth it right mm. then that's that's awesome because you you don't even have to hit them you just have to be near them um, for sure yeah so yeah what it, i mean it pairs really well with uh orb of venom in the lane mm -hmm. uh, i mean yeah, I mean, it just ensures that even though Omni Knight is a melee hero, he can trade pretty efficiently. Um, yeah. The issue is that if you... Because Omni Knight is a pretty slow hero and he's melee. So if you're trying to trade against fast heroes, at the earlier levels, what can happen is that you, uh, I, you have the choice of slowing people or hitting them. Because if you hit them, right. obviously you stand still for a small amount of time. And for fast heroes, that small amount of time is enough to walk out of the uh, slow range. And since you're a slow hero, you're never going to catch up to them. Uh, but at the later levels, you can uh, hit them and still slow them reliably. But the problem is that most of the time, especially early, you want to get skill points in your, your Q and W skills. Because you're support, right? You want to help your, your boys out. Yeah, so, he's one of those heroes that, like, it feels tough in the lane because you're, like you just said, his Q and W are so important that you want to prioritize them. Mm -hmm. But then the D-Gen aura also, like, helps your laning so much that you're like, what do I do? I want, you know, I want yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. Uh, go, all right, so his ultimate is a Guardian Angel. Omni Knight calls upon a Guardian Angel that grants allies and himself uh, immunity from physical damage. Nice. Uh, it's a decent radius, uh, 1,200. You That's big. That's really big. Mm -hmm. you, uh, you can get... Well, I'll get into this after. Um, the duration goes from 5 seconds up to 8 seconds at level 3. Uh, and the cooldown is quite long. Uh, 160 seconds down to 140 seconds. Um, you can get an Ag Scepter that affects this ability. The Ag Scepter makes it a global ability. It yeah. makes the ability uh, provide HP regen, uh, which I believe is 40. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... It also affects buildings. So, you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so with Scepter, you just press this button and like everybody's invulnerable to physical damage on the whole map for 10 seconds. Right. Um, the level 25 talent, you can get a minus 60 seconds Guardian Angel cooldown. That's really good. It's quite good. Um, yeah. 
I mean, having that at uh, 80 second cooldown, that's especially in the late game. Uh, it's not a lot for sure. Um, right. But to be honest, like, uh, especially without eggs, like, this is one of those ultis that seems really, really good in theory, but then in practice, it's like, eh, eh not really that good. It seems OP, because, like, being immune to physical damage is like, what? Like, how? Right. It seems super OP, but especially early, like, such a small amount of damage that's going to come out in these uh, early game fights is actually physical damage. Most of us is magic damage. So uh, not as useful as you might think reading this, in my opinion. It's a weird thing. It I, I like when Omni Knight is in the pro scene because you can just... When, when it's taken to like its maximum potential, which is something only pros can essentially do, like you're never going to yeah. be able to do it in a pub, um, you can just like totally turn a fight around um, or like get somebody out that wasn't going to make it out otherwise. I think the issue is coordinating. It's the coordination issue. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and the enemy team can just walk away right exactly so you have to somehow negotiate like we need a big you know spell that's gonna <laughs> keep them in place while we're spell you know while we're immune from physical it, it, it's tough you're right it's it sounds okay yeah. when you read it out and then when you're actually doing it you're like ah oh, god oh, oh come on ah oh. <laughs> oh, all right well <laughs> <laughs> for sure um yeah i mean he's one of the most defensive supports right so like when you press this you don't have any way to catch uh enemy heroes but let's actually if you want to we can also talk about core omni knight yeah so i mean i i've been playing him more in the off lane which i don't mm -hmm. know if that's the right thing but for me it makes more sense because like otherwise like where do you lane him like as a five or like a yeah, four? as a 5 or 4. I've seen him most of the time as a 4. Because he needs, like, most of the time he really wants, like, an Aetherlands or something. Because his cast ranges are pretty bad. And his mana pool is pretty tiny. Right. So, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting hero. Because it kind of feels like you can go different ways on him. So Yeah, he has two very clear ways on his talent. There's always a core talent or a support talent. Yeah, so I'll just go through his talents really quick. So level 10, it's either movement speed or additional Heavenly Grace HP regen. At level 15, it's either plus 70 damage or... Similar damage. Yeah, or a shorter purification cooldown. Uh, level 20 is either a shorter Heavenly Grace cooldown or a more severe slow on his degen aura. And then level 25 is either the the shorter Guardian Angel cooldown or an increased purification damage slash heal, which is, again remains pure damage. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like you said, there there are like two kind of clear paths for him. I think if you're going core, you're going to want like f some, some form of... I, I would think um, I've seen Soul Ring... Like you get the you start with like the the gloves, mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah you go Midas for sure. Oh no, like the um, the strength gloves. What are those things called? Oh okay. Um, so you mean Soul Ring? Yes, yeah, Soul Ring. I'm sorry. 
Um, yeah, start with like soul ring, or you can start with the armor ring. Uh, that is a component of the soul ring. Um, then you can do phase boots. Um, like you said, Midas is good on him. Yeah, because he really <laughs> he needs the attack speed, and he has no way to farm. Well, he has Pretty his much. Q. Yeah, it's but weird. it's like, eh, it's, he's not a fast farmer for sure. And no. like he gets a lot of value out of the attack speed as a core, especially with the level 15 talent, the 70 damage. It's just the type of thing where like if your offlaner is going Midas, like you might have already lost. True, true, true. <laughs> true. Right? Like because he doesn't. Um, but yeah, then you get like plus 70 damage, which is a lot. And, you know, the Degenor at level 20 and, you know... I. You get the move speed probably at level ten. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He, he to me, he's like a really fascinating hero. For sure. Uh, you I, can go radiance. I I've seen Merlini. And, you can actually. Yeah. Um, just because then like, you get evasion, which is good in a lot of games. And um, you farm. And you farm, and then it, you know, it makes you a problem in team fights. Like you can't just totally ignore him then. For um, sure. I don't know. What what do you think? Have you I mean, played? I've played him as core a couple times, and when I play him as core, I go as in the safe lane because you need the you need the Midas. So if you're having a good game, uh, I I go like Midas face boots radiance. If I'm having a bad game, I go like Midas face boots S and Y because uh, you know it makes you scale very well the radiance, but it's not needed if you're behind because you want to throw the game. Uh, oh, S and Y sounds really interesting. <laughs> yeah, because you already have status resistance, right? Yeah. So stacking that, then you up to like what seventy percent status resistance with your W. So oh, I like almost that. like you're almost like permanently BKB'd almost. Yeah, and you get move speed. I, yeah, I like yeah, that a lot. Movement speed scales well with face boots, movement speed bonus, and the twenty movement speed talent. There's a lot of upsides to S and Y. Right, I think. Um, Generally, though, for me, if I'm going um, in the off lane as a core, I generally try to not be greedy. And, like, uh, my idea usually with drafting Omni Knight is, like, okay, so what doesn't he do? Uh, yeah. Like, he doesn't do initiation. And he he's more of, like, a counter-initiator, right? Like, you know, he'll throw out Heavenly Grace to remove a stun. Purification keeps somebody alive. Uh guardian angel keeps somebody alive yeah but i mean i think that's fair like playing core only in the safe lane and then the off lane is pretty different right i think the idea of of safe lane though is cool because then you can that allows for like this other strength core that you can buff up um who like provide would ideally provide initiation and do the stuff that you don't do um but yeah for me as an off laner I typically go like auras and stuff like that. So like uh, pipe, if it's a good pipe game. Um, what else? Uh, Guardian Greaves. Uh, Greaves I, are good. Yeah. I grab bracers, like two bracers usually. Um, Vanguard can be decent just to tank up. I just want to like absorb as much damage as I can and stay alive For and sure. get my spells out and then like let the rest of my team win the fights hopefully 
I want to see like a Oracle Omni Knight safe lane and you just never die. And there's <laughs> probably like a million weird interactions uh, between the abilities that you're not thinking about. <laughs> yeah, you would just need all the other lanes to have like stuns and stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. Let's let's make it happen. You're gonna play. Sure. You're gonna play Omni Knight, <laughs> and I'm gonna play. Uh, oh, you're gonna play Oracle? Oh, no, dude, I'm gonna play Undying. What do you think? Okay, this is? <laughs> we can do Tri Lane. We'll get Nick to play Oracle, <laughs> and you play Undying, and I play Omni. Yeah, that sounds good actually. Or I, I can play Triant too. Then I can uh, yeah, have a, a ultimate that holds people bit, in place. Yeah, a, a third hero that doesn't have a stun. That's exactly what we needed uh, in this comp. Ah, uh, true, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> no stunts, no stunts. Uh, cool. Should we move on to Noob's Ass News? Sure, let's do it. Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is, always prepare for war! Uh, first question by Popo Nahu. What are everyone's hotkey setups like, and what is the best hotkey setup? Uh, random combination of numbers already <laughs> let me know how important it is to make your taunt really accessible. I mean, that's for sure, my taunt key is T. Uh, but I'm a pretty basic guy regarding hotkeys. I use Q, W, E, uh, R for my like ulti stuff. And then I use the V, C, B, N, X, Y uh, for the item keys. Mm. And then actually once they added neutral items, I have a, it's kind of a problem I feel like in my item setup. I have a, I set the neutral item slot to B because if it's a flicker or something, so my thumb when I play, it rests on V, which is like my mm. blink dagger slot. Uh, and then B is right next to that, uh, at least on the German keyboard. So I put that on my neutral item slot because sometimes it's like a flicker that you want to play like really fast and often. Uh, but now uh, I don't, I feel like I'm kind of, I'm kind of short on normal quick uh, item slots now because B was my second best uh, like normal item slot, not neutral. Do but yeah, you, that's like my normal setup. Do you, do you use spacebar for anything? I use spacebar as my stop key. Ah, I think Jim does that too. It's really, really nice in lane because you can just like slam that all the time. For like your attack animation? Yeah, yeah. You can cancel your attack animation. I know it's kind of useless after five minutes because I don't think any, like why would you cancel your attack animation after the lane? Uh, right. Except in like some really weird fringe case that never happens. But yeah. It's still, I, I still think spacebar is pretty nice for a stop because if you catch yourself doing something dumb, uh, <laughs> and you want to stop the like zero hero RP that you're about to yeah. cast having the key to stop that be the biggest key on your keyboard is pretty helpful yeah 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 that makes sense so what uh, are you what are you I, I also like? am pretty basic uh, you know QWER you know control groups are like one two three you know one is my hero two is everybody three is just the units that I'm controlling you know tab to go through them uh i use the mouse keys i think more than you do for my items um, interesting yeah, yeah i don't use any mouse keys for my items um i would like to put so i have my taunt as c i would like to put my taunt as the mouse wheel but mm. um 
I have You that... mean pressing the mouse wheel? Or? Yeah, yeah, pressing the mouse wheel down. But um, right now I have that as my neutral item. Hmm. And uh, the biggest difference for me is space bar for me is blink dagger. Um, Interesting. But it's actually always pretty much my mobility item because I'm not always going to buy blink dagger, right? Hmm. But um, yeah. So it's kind of the inverse. It's like it's useless for the first, you know, 15 minutes. <laughs> and then after that, I'm yeah. hitting it all. My, my only mouse key that I use is in-game voice chat. Because I feel ah. like you need to be quick on that. Uh, sure. And you press it a lot during games. So it, it should be like a key that's non-distracting. And then also for my control groups, I use the F keys, not the like one, two, three. I should probably change that because... Yeah. yeah, whatever. Seems kind of weird. Whatever. It's all good. Um, Greg wants to know, uh, my new Dota chamber, uh, a.k.a. his office, has a weirdly shaped entryway. Uh, so rather than cutting a door to fit it, I'm thinking of installing a sliding barn door. Interesting. What funny and or Dota thing should I hide on the wall behind the door when it is in the open position. So only when the door is closed will he see this weird or funny Dota thing. Mm, so it has to be like pretty flat. So it can't be like the Aegis casing or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it has to be something like drawn or something flush on the wall. I don't know, like a nice poster, I guess. I, f I feel like you're pretty limited on options with that space. Yeah, I I don't know. Funny is hard. It's hard for me to think of something that's funny. <laughs> just a funny poster. I don't know what Greg finds funny, to be honest. That's fair. I think it should be um, something. I think Jim should make him like a photoshopped, like John Malkovich. Oh, nice. <laughs> I want to be on that. Jim, if you're hearing this, photoshop me on there as well. Yeah. It it should be some it should definitely be something from Jim that's photoshopped. I think yeah, that's yeah, the, sure. the way to do it. Uh, Get a big printout. Yeah, big printout. Zeke, he writes in. Uh, oh, sorry. Do you want to read this one? Sure. Uh, do you play Dota on your holidays if you travel with your significant others or friends who also play Dota? Does it affect your win rate playing on a mobile setup, aka a laptop or mouse, versus on your home setup? How much is uh, the comfort of your home setup important for your Dota experience and feelings. Um, well, I don't have any real life friends who play Dota, and I don't own a laptop. Well, I own a laptop, but it's like a, like one of those small Surface thingies, so it's not really like made for gaming. So I don't play Dota when I'm on holiday. But I used to before I got a PC when I was like 14 or something. I used to play Dota on a laptop, and stepping from a laptop to a PC is definitely way more comfortable, in my opinion. I really noticed the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't believe you don't count me as an in-real-life friend. It's terrible. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, my <laughs> German friends. You're an American friend. <laughs> I'm mostly in the same boat. Um, like, if I'm going to take a trip to go visit Brian or something, like like the podfather at this point i wouldn't play dota with him mm. um and like but if i was going to visit like jim or greg or somebody like that like i don't know if we would play dota like i think we would 
just because it would be fun to do for a little while. But at the same time, like, I think we would all just kind of want to hang out because we yeah. get to see each other so rarely. Um, Especially for me, right? Like, I get to see you guys once a year at the maximum. Right. So everyone played Dota. No, like, you were here. Yeah, like, I... Uh, I mean, not that we had the capability of playing Dota because we didn't have two machines, but like, even if we did, I I don't yeah think I would have wanted to really play Dota with you. I should um, remember when I tried to boost you on your account when I was at your place. Well, <laughs> uh, because we're talking about home setup, it was actually pretty weird playing on your PC. Felt I'm like, sure. I definitely yeah. felt uh, a bit hindered by like having a different mouse, different screen, <laughs> stuff like that. Um. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, like, if I'm traveling anywhere, I'm not playing Dota. Um, yeah, like, my my intention with traveling is to experience that place with those people. And, and Dota, for me, is something that I'd rather just do at home. Um, it's not something, like, additive or... Like, it would, it, I would feel like I was taking away time from my trip playing dota and that's not how i want to spend my time when i'm traveling yeah yeah uh, um okay next one uh ye old raven not a question a public Wait, don't read it this is only for questions all right i'm kidding go <laughs> public service announcement he says check your hotkeys while you're walking to lane at the start of the game <laughs> very <good. laughs> I mean, I actually made this mistake uh, when I played on your PC. Like, uh, the, the, I played like Haska or something, and the first game was a total disaster because I <laughs> didn't know any of the hotkeys. <laughs> All right, should we move on to Baby Bakhtri? Yeah, last question. Go ahead. Uh, turns out Aesop? Who's that? Google it, dude. Person? All right, uh, I'll Google I, it. Maybe it's not a German thing. Turns out Aesop plays Dota and gets inspired to write a 21st century fable with heroes as the main characters. What's the fable storyline and which heroes are featured in it? All right, let me see. Aesop. So Aesop fables are a collection of fables that are... I, I didn't even know this. They're credited to a slave and storyteller in ancient Greece, according to Wikipedia. Interesting. Um, but they're very popular in America. Yeah. In Germany, like the most popular fables are from the Brothers Grimm. I'm sure right. you know those. And yeah. actually, fun fact, they're buried like uh, 200 meters from my house. I think you told me that. Yeah. 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 Oh, shit. I'm going to get doxxed now. Oh, no. Yikes. All right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um. So, like, I think think um so like aesop so the the tortoise and the hare is like a very ubiquitous is that the right word ubiquitous it's like a very widespread or popular children's story um in america is that the same in in germany yeah 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 it's one of the most famous yeah so that's an aesop fable um so it so I think the tenets the something that I think makes an Aesop fable is that like it usually has a moral mm-hmm. to it. 
right? So, like, for this one, it would be, like, you know, going slowly and taking your time is better than, you know, speeding along or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, in terms of if Aesop played Dota and wanted to write a 21st century fable with heroes, this is a hard question, Charlene. <laughs> well, I mean... If you're taking the tortoise and the hare, then obviously a fast hero should be the uh, mm. hare. And okay. it should also be probably pretty cocky. So maybe like Bloodseeker, he's pretty fast these days. Windrunner? Uh, wind, oh, Windrunner is actually way better because she's like light up. Uh, like she's a jolly, she would like, I don't know, random challenge, randomly challenge <laughs> people to like run against her and stuff like that. Yeah. Who's the tortoise though? Mm, who's Tide Hunter. He has a tortoise set. Oh, he does. That's perfect. I love that. And okay. I mean, I'm not sure how exactly he like killed Kungus boat, but he's like a sea monster, right? So maybe he's like used to like waiting and ambushing and you know biding his time like the tortoise did. Yeah, he's a swimmer. He's not a runner. Wait, didn't the tortoise just cheat? Did he? <laughs> well, I don't know how the journal, but. There's a in the like German version of the fable, like the tortoise like has a brother, <laughs> and he just like cheats basically, and he tells his brother to go to the finish line, and that's yeah, that's how he amazing. wins the race. Amazing. So the version that I had always heard was that like the hare like runs really quickly in the beginning, but then like soon stops and takes a nap. What? And why would yeah. you do that? Well, because he's so cocky. That's oh, like okay. the that's the yeah. So it wasn't oh, that the tortoise right. cheated; it was that the hair. Yeah, was I, like, I like the German true. version better, to be honest. I it's, think a, it's a very nice moral which prepares you for the like difficulties of life, right? Like you know, sometimes you just gotta cheat to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's amazing! Nice. Cool. Right. <laughs> we didn't answer the question but uh, yeah so how does i guess in this version then uh if windrunner challenges tidehunter does tidehunter have a twin that <laughs> or maybe we swap tidehunter out for arc warden and he like splits himself <laughs> very cool arc warden is also a slow hero he has like what 280 movement yeah speed or yeah something. this is perfect good right, i love easy, it easy love it love it love it cool all right, nice. Uh, you want to cut it here, Sam? I think we did it. Sure. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to We Like Dota episode 303. What a nice number. Thank you, Sam, for taking time out of your busy day uh, to record this podcast with us. Uh, yeah, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.